The weight, W-E-I-G-H-T, weight, W-A-I-T. If you have a bag of white chocolate peppermint M&Ms in the trunk of your car that fell out of a Target bag three weeks ago and you didn't even notice they were missing because you had so many other bags of white chocolate peppermint M&Ms around, do you still eat them? Or do you say, enough with the sugar? Aside from this M&M's bag that is frequently on my mind until I decide to either eat it or eat it away, there have been other signs I am eating too much sugar. Like the time I put a whole peppermint Oreo in my mouth and then a crumb popped out the front while I tried to chew. Then I repeated that. And repeated it again. And then I developed a more sophisticated Oreo eating method. Well, actually, I'm exaggerating. It was not the trademark Oreo brand this scene took place with because they only have hot cocoa flavor available this season, so I was eating an off-brand that had peppermint flavor available. Not that I am seeking them out for any reason other than that they are one of the few cookies my vegan daughter, daughter can eat. But there were other causes for concern, like my brother-in-law's vocal surprise about the two desserts I was going to eat Christmas night for the second time. But in my defense, I only asked my sister to bring me one extra dessert after the first two, and she came back with two more. To her credit, I hadn't yet tried the cherry cream crown, so how could I not? And she was right. I should add a slice of eggnog cake to that plate. However, I had also eaten a fluffernut earlier in the day. You know why if you've read about the mug gift fiasco. And I enjoyed a springerly cookie or two with my breakfast coffee, and I'm sure I'm leaving out a couple of items because, you know, I don't want to embarrass myself. How did it come to the point that I am Googling cocaine-quitting tips for ideas on breaking my sugar problem? Oh, there are, of course, some genes involved. Coming from a grandpa who has developed type 2 diabetes and whose dessert side of his stomach always had room even when the vegetable-slash-protein-slash-carbohydrate-slash-dairy side was full, I have had work to do to break that mentality and break it again after each pregnancy. Because the biggest issue is that I gave myself permission to eat all this sugar. That's the bottom line. I said, it's okay, self. Eat what makes you happy. Enjoy the cookies because life is hard. Kids were screaming over who gets the bathroom first, and it sounded like one of them amputated the other's arm in the door for a second there. Go find a chocolate and continue to supervise. Just realize you have twenty-two fifty left in your checking account, and that's before the car payment goes through tomorrow. A shortbread cookie is a nice accompaniment. And you know what? I loved it. Not the minor financial crisis, of course, but I loved eating all those sugar flavors from Christmas cookies to Twizzlers. I didn't even turn up my nose at the caramel chocolates. I didn't feel tired. I still love myself as much as ever. I don't hate my body. It just doesn't look fabulous in the mirror right now. But how often do I have time to look in the mirror anyway? And with a new baby and three other kids, it's not like I've had much time to go for a run or for out for a night of dancing. Or anything else a size 2 slash 4 slash 6 body could be really good at. Because I do know what a size 2 slash 4 slash 6 body is like. I used to live in that body too. It's pretty fun to eat candy whenever I want. But it's also pretty fun to walk around in perfectly fit form. Enjoying the energy of things that are not coated in sugar. Like broccoli and chicken. I've had a little trouble deciding which is more fun lately, and the natural default has been sugar-laden, which seems to be a growing mistake. So I know this sugar baby moon has to end, just like the other three pregnancies when the intense nausea threw my whole eating system off. I tilted towards sugar until, many months post-pregnancy, I turned into an M&M and realized I don't want to be an M&M, not even the sexy green one. Also, most of my clothes aren't M&M size, so I really need to expand my wardrobe options. And even though it might be easier to just buy all new clothes rather than try to whittle myself back into my old ones, 
I think I'd be on a trajectory of buying new clothes every year because just like my grandpa, my dessert side is never full. It's not just the babies who have spun my eating into the sugar cycle. In fact, back when I was misfit, marathon training equally threw off my eating system to the point I felt I wasn't sure I could do it again. Not because of the time-consuming half-day training runs or the intensity of the race itself. I love the feeling of rebirth 26.2 miles offered at the end. But I was thrown off in how to eat right, how to fill my day with the right amount of calories that were the right foods to keep me going and not start a sugar spiral. I did once consider just telling people I have a sugar allergy so that no one would give me a hard time for not eating their birthday cake or birthday donut or leftover chocolate. I may need to do this again to help the sugar purge set in. Maybe I will say indignantly to anyone who wants me to have a taste, would you tell a coke addict to just take a line? Because the reality is that how we eat is often deeply connected with how we socialize. By not eating sugar, including breads, for so long, some people who shared my tables took offense at what I was doing. I received some of the same quizzical looks that I've recently gotten for all the cookie eating. Now, I also realized that a medium-sized life crisis would be ideal right about now to help me turn my thoughts away from visions of sugar plums and work down the pounds in weeks. But even though I've tried to rile up my relationship by challenging the issues we've had, our conversations always end up being productive and positive. So I've realized I won't be able to rely on that dieting option that goes something like, I'm so mad at you, I'm going to soak and not eat sugar for two months. So there. This leaves me with no choice other than that my mind has to do the work, which sucks. It will be methodical, slow, difficult work. It will be putting my head down and pushing through for weeks until a sugar-coated brownie seems dumb, not appetizing. And then it's more of the same for many months until the real results kick in, the ones that will allow me to fit into my clothes and, more importantly, have blood chemistry that won't turn me into a sugar bomb. It's something worth waiting for, but it's not very appetizing, especially now. So I have a lot of work ahead, starting in just a couple of days. Until then, I'm going to get ready. I have to make sure all the sweets are cleared out of the house and the car.